that's a favorite fantasy series but like i can't even differentiate that from like being this sounds insane but i can't like differentiate that from being like a book in real life like that happened that, 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 like that was a biography <laughs> yeah what are you talking about that's not fantasy that's real life i fully believe it And welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about book-related news and topics. Today, I am joined with two people. Very exciting. So we have Alex Kalfa, who we all know and love around here. Hello. And we also have Tay, who I realize I don't know the last name <laughs> of. Um, it's Andreessen, but I don't know why you anyone needs to know that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we cannot say it as well. I mean, you can, but... I don't know. It, it's out there <laughs> no, now, no. so it's okay. too late. Yeah. Well, it's in the world. All right. So how this works here on the Book Jar Pod is we generally draw a book out of, or a book topic rather, out of a jar. There, you know, that's the name. Book Jar. Yep. Book Jar. Makes yeah, sense. it works. <laughs> Check uh, but since we have a guest this week, uh, as we wait for Megan's return, uh, we decided to talk about something a little more pre-planned, pre-scheduled. Uh, so we're going to be talking about our favorite book series that are in the fantasy genre. Absolutely. I love it. Excited. I got to say, every time you say bi-weekly podcast, I think she puts two of these out a week. I don't oh, know God, why no. I think mm. it's two a week and not every Well, it's weeks. both, really. Yeah. Like, right? Because be like bi-monthly thing. can be like twice a month yeah. or every other month. Yeah. And bi-weekly is the same thing. Yeah. The English language has so many words and yet there's still so many <laughs> so lexical many, gaps yeah unnecessary like, yeah. there could be two words for that yeah yeah <laughs> Tay's I like agree. yeah sure <laughs> absolutely I believe it and this is Tay's first yes. podcast ever so yeah um yeah so, so quality guaranteed there's yeah a, there's a test at the end just yeah so you know. just, oh yeah perfect I'm sweating <laughs> The test is actually, so we mentioned this. I'm just going to jump to the end. I was going to save this for the end, but the test is actually that uh, w- the three of us will be starting a sister podcast to this one, which is called The Queens of Fantasy. Yeah. And Woo. so this is kind of like a little introduction. Don't feel obligated to listen to the other one, uh, but we will be do. discussing <laughs> or do, whatever. <laughs> it's take, a must. take what you need to out of this. <laughs> but we will be talking in depth about the great and i mean this in many ways of the word uh the great series by robert jordan i wanted to say jordan robert so bad i wanted to mix <laughs> up the words but it's not uh the wheel of time series uh which alex has broken two people down mm-hmm. and is hoping to break down the rest of the world into reading correct yeah. so we will be focusing on about one book a month and that's very exciting and since it's in the fantasy genre and we are starting the Queens of Fantasy, we wanted to talk about fantasy series that we just absolutely adore. Yeah. And we decided to start this podcast with just a, a casual 14 book series. So um, 15, you know, 15, technically. Right. Yeah. Sorry. 14 plus a prequel. Um, That's just, still 15 just, books. We just figured we'd yeah. jump in <laughs> right off the prequels detail. count. <laughs> jump, jump in. All right. So I, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of like focus this a little bit. I, I feel like. What is the first fantasy books you guys remember reading? Harry Potter. <sighs> yeah. Was that or um, potentially Gregor the Overlander. Oh, well, no, I read Harry Potter first. Maybe that was around the same time. In like, or 
I'm talking over you and I don't mean to be. No, it's fine. Um, Septimus Heap books. Mm. I read those very young also. Those were great books. How about those? I that might be I've ever read those ones. You know what? Honestly, you could probably still read them now. Like they're sort I... of young. Like I don't even consider them young adult. They're probably more like the Percy Jackson. Like it's, it's mm. preteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're still great. I feel like. We can all go back to childhood. And of course. <laughs> healing our inner child. Yes. Absolutely. Rereading those books. All right. So I think, like, personally, I think the first one I read was Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what I was like. I mean, I just remember reading it and being like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to be here. Yeah. That was kind the of. first. I'd yeah. rather be in this world <laughs> where yeah. there's magic. Yeah, yeah. I want the magic. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. That probably was my first, too. Yeah. I. I'm and sure it was many people's. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> That's all I had to say. I'm sure it was many people's first. <laughs> yeah. I feel like from there, like, that was also, like, one of the, because it was such a long series and because uh, it, I mean, there were seven books and as a child, that was, like, a commitment. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's no 14 book series or with a prequel, but uh, we do. We'll get there. I do feel like I, I just, I just realized how much, like, it just felt like reading something so special and so like when i would pick up other fantasy books i wasn't as intimidated by them right but the, mm-hmm. the fantasy elements or stuff like that whereas like you compare that with like science fiction books and i actually feel like i veered away from those a little bit because i hadn't read a lot of them when i was younger and like it wasn't as familiar to get into i could see that yeah i also think maybe that is like a good entry or was a good entry because it's like i hate these terms low fantasy and high fantasy but like it was well, low so like <laughs> it, you're still you're you're getting into fantasy, but you're not going into a whole new world. Yeah. Well, I feel like the low and the high fantasy has judgment. But like like I've said, and I've said this a million times, and I'm going to keep saying it because I really I feel passionately about this, but feel passionately about a lot of things. <laughs> but like low fantasy really, like it's not a indicator of quality or anything. It is really just how much into the fantasy it goes, right? So low fantasy just being that it takes part in our own world and mm-hmm. high fantasy being that there's a whole other world. And then obviously there's a... I just hate that it's low and high as in like, you know, you would normally associate low being lower. That doesn't necessarily mean it's like less than or worse. It just, it doesn't yeah. have its own world. That's it. But it doesn't even not have its own world. It's just set in the real world of that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where like, I don't know, maybe I've just like used them enough that I've divorced myself from that like potential uh, connotation of it. It's just like I, yeah. Like for me, I'm like, there are some low fantasy books that are absolute trash mm-hmm. and there are some that are absolutely amazing. Like some of the best books I've ever read. I think like Same Night Circus fantasy. is actually one where it's technically low fantasy. It takes place in our world and there's an element. Well, it's like bridging on magical realism and it's one of the best books I've ever read. You bought that for me. I still haven't read I it. I did. You mm. should read it. <laughs> I've heard did good you... things about that one, but I haven't read it. No. Uh, it's great. There's a mystical, magical circus that relies on like the magic of other people and well that's fun it's very fun about how it works and like learning about the circus i don't know it's it's a very cool book i'm into it yeah already yeah to the tbr it goes yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) whereas like i've also read high fantasy books where i'm like this is absolute trash like Mm -hmm. let's take gotta love her for all she is (laughs) we can go a podcast without mentioning (laughs) can we can we can we think of another high fantasy book you didn't like uh oh no that's technically low fantasy well now i feel like i've never read a, a book in my life and i can't <laughs> <laughs> I look at you and asked a question <laughs> uh, oh you know what actually this might be controversial but um i can't i think it's terry brooks i want to say 
um the shannara chronicles i read the first book of that and i just not i don't know i just couldn't do it and it it, you know the worst part i wanted to love it and it should have been a book i loved yeah but i don't know there was something about it that i was like i kind of hate this (laughs) yeah yeah and that's totally fair yeah but like I've again, I they're all of them are leaving my head because I didn't prep for this question. But I have read high fantasy books too, where I'm like, I don't kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, um, and I know, um, this is gonna be a little bit of controversial opinion, but like there were elements of The Witcher that I thought were awful. Yeah, uh, I love the concept. I I do actually like love elements of the world, but I just think like parts of that series are actually really hard to get through. As I don't know, a woman, mm-hmm. like it's just really degrading. And I don't think it's like this, like I wouldn't call it a high quality book necessarily, but it is high fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to go there, like Sarah J. Moss writes high fantasy mm-hmm. and so does Tolkien. Like they're in the <laughs> same category, <laughs> whether that makes people uncomfortable or not, like it's it's there. Yeah. So whether you want to compare it or not. Yeah. But, but so like the low, <laughs> I get where the low in high fantasy, it feels like a judgment, but it really isn't like yeah. I I don't mean it like that at all, but all right. Well, I feel like I just nerded out over the topic a little bit. Um, I love <laughs> Tay, <it. laughs> Tay, what what is your favorite one of your favorite fantasy series? Um, or fantasy books? It doesn't necessarily have to be a series. Uh, well, I can't actually pick my favorite fantasy book because every book that's come out in this series is my favorite, mm-hmm. which is the Stormlight Archive. Brandon Sanderson. I just I've heard of him. he's maybe been mentioned Um, absolutely love I love those books and just really got swept up in that world so I I had this feeling when I read them and maybe this was the same or different of how you felt about it but and actually I had a friend of mine text me uh he was reading them as well and he kind of said the same thing he said he actually said, I have no idea what's going on and I'm having the best time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. I, I felt I felt a little bit the same, but I would have described it a little bit differently. Like I was like, oh, he really just throws you in the world mm-hmm. and trusts you to understand it mm-hmm. instead of like info dumping on you like some other authors. <clears throat> but, <laughs> you know, he really trusts you to just get it. Yeah. And I appreciated that because like so- sometimes you were confused and you're like I don't know what lashing is why do you keep talking about this mm-hmm. but then when I got it it was it was so cool because mm-hmm. yes. I wasn't getting re-explained it the whole time I don't know if that was one of the reasons you fell in love with it um well I definitely understand what you're saying and feel the same like you're not being over explained things yes. like it's mentioned it'll probably come back and you know you get it and it's like wow that's brilliant if you mm-hmm. don't get it okay maybe you missed something but there's so many other things happening. The world it's building is like great. woven into that story so well that yeah. you, it it is easy it feels, to it feels natural. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going through the story instead of and like exploring the world instead of being like this is the world for yeah a hundred pages. Okay, now the story starts. Yeah. It's like <laughs> here's the story we're walking through, which is fair because as much of a different world as it is, it still has all the same. It has a lot of the same things that our world has, right? So it has politics, it has religion, it has uh, people, different languages. Yep, you know, people mm-hmm. from different countries and areas and stuff like that. So you're still like he just trusts that you can make that jump on your own, mm-hmm. and where you don't make that jump, like you're not feeling like you're falling down. Uh, 
chasm you're feel you feel like you just like <laughs> perfect you kind of like stumbled over some rocks and then kept going kind of thing it wasn't it didn't feel as like obtrusive as like some books make it feel when you miss something mm-hmm. um and i actually like my feeling when i read it was this was one on my list too like i I'm only two books into the series, so only three thousand pages. Casual <laughs> two so thousand pages in this world. Yeah, yeah. But like, you have I, you know, I just I I literally described it as like a decadent meal, and like that's Ooh. what I described it as to to my friend who was reading it as well. I think I sent that to you, Alex, as well. But and I just said like like I feel like satisfied. Like you know what I mean. Like I feel like I just ate a really good meal. It wasn't too much food. It wasn't too rich. Yeah. It wasn't too anything. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel nourished. Mm-hmm. And that was the feeling I had. And I was like, I haven't had this feeling about a book in so long. Like I've read a lot of good books and a lot of good quality books, but I no like n- no book has taken it over the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. in it's, the way it's that truly, I felt, truly another level. And yeah, I know this Taylor, this question was asked to you, but um, I think I remember because we started reading Mistborn together. I was yes. like, "Hey, I'm reading Mistborn. You should read it." And then you started Way of Kings before me, and I think you sent me a Snapchat, and you were like, "Mistborn, who? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is another level." And Mistborn is great. Oh yeah, when I read Mistborn, Mistborn became my favorite fantasy series, and then I read the first Stormlight. book in the Stormlight Archive. And now that is my favorite fantasy yeah. series immediately. <laughs> yeah, you know, and for some, someone with so much hype around him too, like, and so much, like, so many people talking about Brandon Sanderson. Like, I was actually pleasantly surprised that I liked it because mm-hmm. I'm always scared going into the series that I'm gonna like. Oh man, is this gonna be like another like? Yeah. Colleen Hoover situation yeah. or something. <laughs> you know where I'm gonna it. get in there and I'm gonna be like yeah I don't want this yeah. <laughs> like did not pass my vibe check yeah but yes it did yeah very much passed the vibe check yeah. but I love that series you know I actually don't recommend it though because it will ruin every other book yeah that is the you. Only nothing issue. has touched it in terms of full all-around enjoyment for me I think right after I finished Oathbringer I went and read like a uh, like easier YA book and I was just like, this is like boring. Like what's happening? <laughs> Why is there not 3,000 pages and well, a million words in this book? Like I, I don't yeah. want it. Why isn't this book <laughs> heavy for me to carry Yeah, and making my life I want to be able to slap so it down on a table like a textbook. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not for me anymore. So I actually read a Leviathan which I don't know if you remember oh, me talking about this. It's the but pretty pink book downstairs. It's the beautiful pink book I have. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, was not, I'm just trying to pull up my rating on it, actually. I gave it like a like a two and a half, three star. Oh, like boy. I, and I, is, I came right after the Brandon Sanderson and I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I read like. <laughs> what I just read. What I just read or if it's actually like not good. But, like, I have to go with the fact that I'm not enjoying it. And so <laughs> I'm going to say it's not yeah. good. But it was, like, hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as much as I'd love to continue talking about Brandon Sanderson, what what else do we have on our list today? Ale- Alex, do you want to give one? Or Tay? You can go Either ahead. of you? Go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> continue. Um, another one of my favorite fantasy series that kind of steers away from the Tolkien blueprint. Uh, is The Poppy War by R.F. Kuang. Am I saying? I don't yeah, know if I'm saying, saying that right. right. Uh, so Megan, I, I know you haven't met Megan, but she's the other host of this podcast. 
and so shout she, out megan shout out megan <laughs> on your own podcast <laughs> so she loved that series uh she did say like the third book was a little hard for her to get through not because it wasn't good but because it was like really good and therefore really emotional yes and a little bit like almost traumatic in a way <laughs> yeah uh so not for her but like for the characters and like it was just a lot to deal with but she said it was so good but like also i think she took a big break between the second and third book as well it's it's not a light read yeah it's it's heavy it's a little traumatic you know there's war it's the poppy mm-hmm. war it's called the yeah war is <laughs> the title um and even my little note here is sickening but gripping (laughs) (laughs) sickening but gripping all right yeah i was invested i flew through that series i think you said it was your favorite read last year until you read way of kings yeah it might have it might have been it was it's more reminiscent of asia but like it's not set in asia it's it's a high fantasy (laughs) book um not based on our world um so it's like not medieval English countryside right, sword yeah. fighting. Okay. I feel yeah, like this situation. is a this is like more. I don't want to say a theme, but more like maybe a theme more in publishing. Like they're actually uh, like publishers are actually I don't know promoting books that aren't coming necessarily just from Western authors, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's less Western culture. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I get uh, way too many. Uh, book boxes every month and a lot of them are uh fantasy books that are based in asian some sort of asian mythology so um like a lot of them are actually chinese specifically but i've just been noticing that as like a more trend in popular books which is fantastic that um readers are able to get like more of a different read um specifically canadian readers because that's who we're talking about but yeah Mm -hmm. it's good to hear from authors you know that are all over the world like every culture every voice yeah and different styles different experiences in their own life that you know you I remember an English teacher in high school is always write what you know so then getting to read from a perspective yeah that's Mm-hmm. Not one that I have. So now I get to experience your fantasy world from someone who real life well, actually, is very different from me. And two series. Uh, so there was actually two series that I personally wanted to mention that were uh, coming from like based off of Chinese mythology. And one is Chloe Gong's Secret Shanghai Universe is what the series is called, which not in love with that series name. I'm sorry. It's like a <laughs> mouthful a little bit. But it's These Violent Delights. Uh, which is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but with monsters. Oh, and in Shanghai, yes, I bought this. That's very cool. Yeah, you need to read it. It's yeah. sitting on my shelf, obviously. <laughs> um, and then the other one was one, and this is also <laughs> Alex. You have my copy of this, actually. Yep. So this is uh, Shanghai Immortal by A. Y. Chow, and so this is about there. There's a lot going on in this book, so I'm not I'm not explaining it to its full justification here, but it is essentially about a Vampire, vampire-like sorry. creature who is raised by the king of hell. And wait, you did not say this to me before. I did. Yes, I, I did. Really need to read yes, this. Is so intrigued. He, she was actually. Uh, so her mother sold her to the king of hell when she was a child in exchange for like jewels. 
And so she has grown up with that (laughs) kind of like over her head. And so it opens with her, you know, she essentially does all these tasks for the the king of hell um, so that he will feed her blood. Um, Which it's like super hilarious because she gets really drunk when she drinks blood. (laughs) It's just really funny. (laughs) But she is like so improper and immodest and like everything that like just just that like not she's not stereotypical but she is that like i'm not gonna shut up i'm gonna kind of swear a lot and all this stuff kind of badass you know female protagonist yeah so she encounters this human and which like she's grown up in hell so she's not usually around people i think this is her her first human really and she has to keep him safe and it's like (laughs) it's fabulous i i loved that whole story like i ate it up um so sorry i took over your conversation (laughs) about rf kuang a little bit but those are two that like this year also made my list of like two of my like new favorite fantasy well one's just a standalone but one is part of a series like fantastic like so well done Mm -hmm. I have one also too. Um, it's written by a Nigerian author, and the first book is called Akata Witch. Akata Witch, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And it's kind of touted as like I don't know. I think the thing on the first cover says like the Nigerian Harry Potter, which whether that's good for you or not, but I very much enjoyed a. The whole magic system was very fascinating, mm-hmm. and reading that style of book, but in like a very different culture, but I would never been exposed to um, was very very cool and it's a really good story so that's definitely on on the list of on the list of favorite books of mine as well definitely I love the mythology from different cultures because I never really got much of that growing up outside of Greek mythology (laughs) that was (laughs) like or like ancient Egypt stuff but mostly ancient Greek that was all Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other ones out there yes. that are <laughs> incredible and, yeah. and very fascinating. Yeah. Um, Tay, do you have any more? Um, I also, I know me and Alex had a little bit of varying opinions on this little <laughs> series. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but I very much enjoyed The Priory of the Orange Tree. Ooh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I also read The Priory. Me and Marissa have similar um, opinions on it. Okay, so <laughs> so I give own. it, like, I actually... <laughs> Two against one. I'm actually, like, looking at it in my story graph right now, and, like, I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. That, that's a pretty decent <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I was expecting it to be more of a 5, mm-hmm. and, like, it wasn't. I think the problem for the problem for Marissa and I was we got a little overhyped because it was all over TikTok and it was like everywhere. And so I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. It's got dragons. And then it just didn't have the amount of dragons I really wanted. And that was maybe why I was like, this is good. I felt like the pacing was like way off for yeah. me. Like it was so third or fifth act like heavy <laughs> like it was the last second and all the action was happening and I was like you need to slow down yeah like I actually I actually need more time with this and, and yeah I felt like the action build up action it was that it was done yeah and, and was... it was like over and mm-hmm. then I was like oh that didn't feel like a fight <laughs> <laughs> like um, that was kind of easy <laughs> I also like really wanted more from the beginning 
too. Like, I feel like, so I wanted more from the characters. I like, actually, like in my review, I said I wanted more time with the characters in their element. So like, um, Tane or Tane and her dragon, like I wanted mm. way more of that mm-hmm. to like really understand like where she was coming from so that when she was ripped from that, like you felt it more, whereas it felt so sudden in the book. Like I just, I think it had a huge pacing issue. Yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I think what I liked most about it was the, how female forward the world was. Like there was women in power everywhere and like it was just normal, accepted. That's how it was. Um, that there was a lot of kind of, maybe it was just that it was kind of the first book I'd seen it in, um, but like a seamless inclusivity of transgender people, same-sex couples, LGBTQ uh, it community. Was like, it wasn't. And this person is gay. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't. It was just saying, "What is? What is? What does that mean? What does that mean?" Vera, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes men, men love like girls men and men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there was no tropiness to it. It was. It was just. just there. Well, this to is be in the world, actually fair, there it, was tropiness to it, but it was like regularly heterosexual tropes being applied to like a same because there, there is the trope about the bodyguard and the like princess, but it was yes. like not done in a way that made it feel like uh, an LGBTQ trope. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, here's the bodyguard princess trope and they're gay. <laughs> it was just... It was they like were both here's women, the bodyguard was... princess trope. They happen to both be women. Yeah, yeah I totally just... agree with that. So that part I enjoyed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I like. I will say about that one, like the world, very beautiful. I was just mm-hmm. like, why is this only one? And I know she did end up writing the prequel. It it annoyed me that we had so much build up in this world. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is a single book. Like, why? <laughs> why is there not more? Here? I mean, I literally write assassins, blasphemy, dragons, prisoners, pirates, magical fruit, and a lot of badass female characters. What more could I ask for from a high fantasy novel? Yeah. Like, that's how I felt while reading it. But then, like, the actual telling of the story got in the way of the amazingness of the world. Yeah. yeah. Loved the the world, the setting, the people characters um the plot fell off a little mm-hmm. for me just because it's bad yeah so and the end. and the pace of it but i enjoyed it yeah. and i read the prequel and basically same same the whole <laughs> way through <laughs> on all points <laughs> but i like that i right. will say that the cover of that one is still to this day like mm. one of my most favorite covers of any book yes. ever i freaking love the dragons on that, that book is yeah. a beautiful cover yeah, yeah that's fair Okay, what else do you have on your list, Tay? Actually, you're the guest, so I feel like... Yeah, and you have a notebook out. (laughs) I feel like you're, like, so prepared. (laughs) Sub-note kind (laughs) of thing, not deep notes on really anything. Um, I have Aragon on here. Yeah, I mean, I've said it many times in this podcast, but that is... You literally said it in the last episode. I just edited it yesterday. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I love Aragon, and I don't want to hear anything bad about it, so don't say anything I don't... (laughs) The only bad thing I can say about it oh, is yeah. even as is said a million times. Yeah. That was the one phrase that he was like, yeah, I'm, I like that. <laughs> I <laughs> like the way this sounds. Too many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just read Aragon last year for the first time. And I remember you had read it when we were younger. And I wish I had read it when I was younger because I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it now. But like little me would have been obsessed yeah absolutely we would have been playing dragons 
<laughs> for sure. <laughs> Instead of Harry Potter. Yeah. Where we I'm were Hermione, Hermione and you're Hermione too. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Classic. All right. Alex, how about you? Um, you. I, I don't know why I'm going to say you're putting me on the spot because you're not. We're I'm, I know. You knew this was no, happening. I actually I put you on the spot knew. like two weeks ago yeah. when I asked you yeah. to come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stormlight is like above and beyond anything. Like I, I can't even. It's truly just another level for me. I was very, very in love with that book. Uh, Mistborn, also great series. Um, yeah. It's up there for sure. Would re- definitely recommend. Um, and I would say The Wheel of Time is up on my favorites list for sure imagine like I, that i very much enjoyed it yeah. and uh, now i'm gonna make you guys enjoy it so you're welcome uh so <laughs> i have i have critique for you in your list oh you forgot one what did i forget it's on my list percy jackson oh yes i mean oh, just feel yeah. like obviously feel like you yeah. forgot that <laughs> that's a favorite fantasy series but like i can't even differentiate that from like being this sounds insane but i can't like differentiate that from being like a book in real life like that happened that that was a biography yeah what are you talking about that's not fantasy that's real life i fully believe it (laughs) it is reality (laughs) it's not even fiction yeah it's it's just straight reality it doesn't count as a book it was true (laughs) Uh, i actually have one that i forced on both of you uh which is impressive because i've known tate for like 48 hours (laughs) so uh lore olympus yeah, you gave me that book yesterday, and I'm giving it back because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lore Olympus is one of my favorite books and graphic novel, just just strictly because I love the fact that it's an honestly kind of fresh take on Greek mythology, which I feel like it's hard to do mm-hmm. at this point. But it's also like so healthy. Like, there's so many healthy. Well, there's lots of toxic and unhealthy relationships in it, too. I should maybe say that. There is a trigger warning at the beginning. (laughs) But there is, like, the main love story is actually, like, a pretty healthy relationship. As healthy as you can get, considering they're gods. Yeah, (laughs) considering they're gods. Uh, And it doesn't try to reduce the actions of gods. So there is a... I'll just say it, because I'm going to try to walk around it and it's not going to work. Uh, so this is a spoiler for Lore Olympus, but there is a, a sexual assault uh, trigger warning at the beginning and they never try to like, like Rachel Smith does, I feel like she does a really good job of talking about it without ever letting it feel like anyone's blaming Persephone unless they're not a good person mm-hmm. or, you know, everyone is really compassionate to her. Um, And this comes out in, like, the later volumes, so I won't spoil too much of this, but, like, a lot, like, when when she tells people, it's very, it's very healthy in the mm-hmm. way. And it's, like, yeah, bad things happen in this world still, but, like, this is honestly, like, the peak of other people handling it, too. Like, I feel like is almost a good way to say it without spoiling kind of how it happens. I'm looking at, for, at Alex <laughs> for verification and validation, mm-hmm. but... um. Yeah, I just I I really love the characters. I really love that story, and the world is super cool. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's like, beautiful. Yeah, your eyes, the graphics, will be happy. Really your happy. eyes will be happy. That's the combination of pink and blue, it just, oh, I just love it so much. Yeah, it makes my graphic designer heart very happy. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, all of the books I've read in my life are coming back to me now, so I am remembering. Oh, so, so you have oh, more good. answers. Yeah. You've read you books have more before. answers now. Do you want to add Percy Jackson to your list? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I also specifically would love to add um, a series I think I've mentioned on here before. Um, the first one's called The Naming. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. That you let me borrow that one. Yes, is okay. a fantastic series. Um, I that's definitely one of my favorites as a teenager and I feel like if I reread it now I probably would still agree and the other one um skip over shadow and bone because I did not enjoy shadow and bone but six of crows just great duology I mm-hmm. freaking love six of crows mm-hmm. would recommend good. at all times <laughs> yeah okay I like that uh you've talked lots about six of crows and I yeah. feel like I mean the show also I feel like is pretty good it does a decent job of mm-hmm it has to meld together. So like Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows don't happen at the same time. They're like after each other um, and in different parts of the world. But the show merges them together because everybody loves Six of Crows. Mm. Not necessarily more than Shadow and Bone like me. But they merge the storylines together a little bit so that you get those characters because they're just such they awesome They were like, characters. you love Six of Crows. So yeah. we're going to make you put up with we, Shadow and Bone. <laughs> we need Kaz Brecker in this show. So we have to put him up here. Um, but... Yeah, definitely, definitely a top tier book in, in my mind. Those were great. Yeah. And okay. I feel like I read Shadow and Bone at one point, um, didn't like love it a ton. And then I picked up Six of Crows like later on and completely forgot that I had read Shadow and Bone. So I didn't feel like I needed it. Yes. Okay. But I did have like a little bit of the context before and it didn't, I didn't realize it until I read the second one. And I was like, oh yeah, I did read Shadow and Bone. I <laughs> I get some of the context, but yes. personally, I feel like I didn't necessarily need the first two, the first three mm-hmm. to get into that second part. Yeah, I think you can read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Yeah, without you're Shadow just stop after you yeah. can read. Like, I think you can read. I think you can read. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I think. I'm not, not 100%. 100%. Sure. Um, another one, since I'm here and all my memories coming back to me, uh, <laughs> Narnia. I mean, I read Narnia. So Chronicles of Narnia so is much. actually like one of my favorites too. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I feel, again, it was like one of those things where, because it was such a giant series. Yeah. Like there was a little bit of pride. Like seven mm-hmm. books. Like little Marissa's. Seven <laughs> books as like a kid. Like, I mean, I probably read those when I was like 12, 11. Yeah. I was just going to say like somewhere 10 to 12. Like, yeah. that's, that's a impressive. Lot of, yeah. Yeah. It's a big, and to like read the whole series and like that they change quite a bit because yeah. it's not always the same story there's a lot of different stories going on in there yeah and yeah i feel like it's it's yeah. cool <laughs> yeah i definitely i definitely really like chronicles from Narnia. one of the other ones i read as uh like a teenager uh is one that me and megan talk about lots uh because again like all good friends i went to her house one day and she forced it into my hands <laughs> so uh it was uh sabrielle or sabrielle mm. uh by garth nix uh, which is a tremendous so it's part of the old kingdom series is the series that it, it belongs to but uh that was the first one i read and it's i mean maybe it's just because of the nostalgia with it but like i think it's the best one in the series mm-hmm. like i enjoy the other ones but definitely like my favorite mm-hmm. that was also like my first like really big fictional crush i feel like was the love interest in that one mm-hmm. um and his name is touchstone which is like so random makes sense in context but like but i just remember like like the moment where they kissed for the first time like it altered something in my brain whoa i was like whoa i did not realize i could get this from a book (laughs) why do i feel this way (laughs) wait a second 
but like other than that like so another one i read recently um or like within the past couple of years was uh the celestial kingdom duology which i have not read the second one it is sitting on my shelf uh oh the second one made um, me cry yeah, you told me that What's yesterday. The first one and I, again? Uh, okay. Daughter of the Moon daughter Goddess. The goddess yes. So this is mm-hmm. by Sulin Tan, and I mean, it tells the story of the Daughter of the Moon Goddess. It's right there <laughs> really? in the title. <laughs> uh, and literally, my only critique on this book when I wrote the review was that I wanted more from her normal. So again, like I wanted more of her and her element. So like, because mm. the first chapter is. I'm not going to give away what happens because I want people to read it. So everyone should go out and read it. <laughs> uh, but she gets kind of pulled out of her normal. And there's only, there's like maybe half a chapter of like what her normal was. Mm-hmm. And then things change very quickly. And it's just like I, like I needed a little bit more than that. It just felt super rushed and it mm-hmm. made it feel like somebody's debut novel. Like it just it felt like like again it felt like somebody who had been nervous to like stay in that moment too long mm-hmm. but i was like i need that for context but the rest of the novel is like tremendous like mm-hmm. literally it's just i wanted like a full chapter maybe would have been better even like it <laughs> yeah, just like it was so fast <laughs> it was so fast that it, everything it was changed. i remember having that thought too i was yeah. like oh we're we're, oh, going. we're going okay we're going. Yep. okay sorry <laughs> i thought it. i could learn a little bit here but whatever <laughs> <laughs> unimportant okay <laughs> moving on yeah no those that's a good one too mm-hmm. yeah so many good books out there true i'm just Imagine trying to picture <laughs> i'm trying to picture my bookshelf right now like going through the the books how so many of the books on your bookshelf are mine <laughs> <laughs> just the one well i have yours in a special case yes you gave me yes, and yes. then um the night circus but you bought that for me no no that's yours and sabriel you also bought but for i me. bought that for you <laughs> um oh and then i guess all the war olympus books i have yeah they're well, at my house right now <laughs> well like i said earlier all good friends at some point shove a book in your hand and make you take it home <laughs> Very true. So, um, actually, another really great book that I read, I think it must have been last year, maybe two years ago now. What year is it? Who knows? <laughs> um, I had a kid this year. I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> what time it is. Uh, the, oh gosh, how does the t- full title go? The 10,000 Doors of January, and it's a standalone book um, mm, by okay. Alex E. Harlow. And I definitely did not pick it up because Alex was spelt the same way as my Alex. Um, that could not have been a factor of obviously, but it was so, I think it's considered magical realism. Yeah. So maybe it's like on the verge of fantasy, but it was such an interesting magic and world and just the story in general. I very much enjoyed it and obviously would recommend because I'm talking about it on the podcast. (laughs) Well, very good. I appreciate that. All right. Does anyone else have any other books that they want to throw out here? All right, well, I'm going to take that as a no, so that's okay. (laughs) Uh, So I do have a question for you, Tay. Uh, So normally when we start the podcast, we talk about books that we've read recently, Um, but uh, I'm obligated to save that for Megan, so uh, this could be a whole podcast of just books I've read (laughs) since she's been back, but I'm just wondering if there's anything you've read recently, not necessarily fantasy, just any genre that you, I don't know, maybe want to brag about maybe want to talk about because you love so much maybe want to recommend like anything within the last year um i'm currently almost finished breasts and eggs um i don't have the book in front of me i can't remember the author's name so that's I should okay look it up. 
um, but it's translated from Japanese, um, and it's just a kind of slice of life. You're looking in on this life of these women in Japan, um, involving this one woman who's considering artificial insemination, um, her sister who wanted a boob job, <laughs> and uh, her niece who's like going through puberty, and it's all these women in Japan just like living life living life and you know experiencing their bodies and such and it's there's something about books that are translated from Japanese I don't know like the cadence of it or something it just it reads different mm -hmm. and it feels a little more even if the topics are heavy like there's a little bit of levity to it and I personally enjoy going through those stories I so like I kind have of a great way of Describing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of describing before the coffee gets cold. You, yeah, yeah, so I have read that. <laughs> it is fantastic. It is. I yeah. have read everyone that's come out. There's one more coming out. I'm excited for. Yeah, so I've only read like before the coffee gets cold, but I want to buy a set of all of them and then I really read like the covers. All. They are adorable books. They are adorable. They are so cute. Um, and I guess that's got a little element of fantasy to it. Yeah, so that's actually magical realism, which is there you go. I'm feeling like a big nerd, but um, <laughs> actually, the technical term sorry, for that I, I don't want to actually is... anyone, but uh, I do have a whole degree in creative writing, so I have sometimes zero degrees, it pops out. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so magical realism. The the only real difference is that it's real world with an element of unexplained magic. So there's it like everything about the world is our world except for one thing that's just the way it is and there's no explanation given. So very much before the coffee gets cold in the sense that they're just like, which they're all very passive about it too, which is hilarious. <laughs> they're just like, if, if you sit down in the seat and we serve you coffee, you will travel back in time. And it's like- It's just the way it goes. It's just the <laughs> way it goes. how it is. This and is... these are the rules. We don't know why they're here. We don't know anything about it. Them. But you have to follow them. We talked about this in our book club and I was just saying, I'm like, I believe this- I'm a magical realism. I don't, I don't know. I believe it. Like that is, like, that is your reality. Realist? No, like that. There's 100% there's a seat somewhere in the world that if you get served coffee at a certain time of day or whatever, you can go back in time. Like I believe it. That's oh. that's just a, a myth and somewhere it's true. And you know what? <laughs> I will live in my own fantasy here. That's that's, that's what I want to believe. Yeah. So I, your I don't believe many things, but I believe in that. <laughs> Whereas we generally have low fantasy where it's, it's, it's an attempted to explain all of the magic or there's some sort of explanation or otherworldly thing given to it whereas magical realism is just like it's here we don't know why and that's that here it is and that's that yeah yeah those are good that sounds fantastic though um breasts and eggs yeah is that what it's called <laughs> yeah that's great i might have to add that to my already obnoxiously long tbr you don't need to add any books yeah to i don't TBR i don't also. need to actually it has a pretty pink cover too so oh that. well, that's tempting damn darn it <laughs> it's sorry <pretty. laughs> uh-oh <laughs> all right any other books you wanted to mention as well or was that it um I mean, taylor read a lot of books last year i did and i stacked them all up to take a picture and they fell on me <laughs> and it hurt and it and it hurt. And it hurt. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's okay if that's it. You don't have to have another one you want to talk about. I mean, how many more can I? I mean, I can. <laughs> I can. I can find a book to talk about. 
<laughs> twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, that's kind of it. So let's. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'm going to do another reminder. So we are starting a new like sister podcast esque Queens of Fantasy. Uh, very likely launching October, November of 2023, mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening to this one. And I will be hosting. So yes. you have that to look forward to. Ooh. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is very exciting. She's excited, rather. She's taking it very seriously. Yes. Um, she's got <laughs> lots of notes. As the only one who's read the series, I am going to thoroughly enjoy watching you two go through it. Um, I think you should thoroughly enjoy watching me lose my mind when I have to stop reading. Yes. Yeah, that might be a problem. <laughs> it's going to be very much a problem for me to not spoil things for you two because I... Very anti-spoiler, so... I know you're anti-spoiler and like even just I'm thinking about like the biases I have towards certain characters yeah. because I know where they end up. I can't be like, this character sucks <laughs> <laughs> I because i them. that happened to me during it and i was like oh i wonder why this person likes this character so much <laughs> like, they literally suck oh my and god i love like, him uh, that's why um i guess spoilers for stormlight but why i kept saying that i loved adolin and then you were reading and i was like oh gosh she probably thinks that adolin's like <laughs> the worst right now <laughs> and he does get better <laughs> like this guy's got yeah some daddy issues going on <laughs> he's got some issues <laughs> Like he Sweet doesn't seem great. <laughs> Aww, yeah. But, but yeah, if you want to come read the Wheel of Time with us, yeah, yeah, join. I'm excited. I'm excited to go into series blind. I'm very excited for that. Uh, so to have your guide me, yes, mm-hmm. we'll guide you through the ways. I feel safe. <laughs> I feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is something you can check out. Also, we have obligated, obligatory rather uh, plugs for socials. So we have an Instagram for us as well as the Queens of Fantasy podcast if you want to go ahead and follow both or either uh, so you can find them there. Uh, this one is called at the book jar pod uh, and yeah that's pretty much it. We also have a discord server uh, so you can join that by following the link in the description of this podcast and other than that with no final thoughts from either of my guests and I'm getting head shakes so that's good. <laughs> I'm going to leave it with a very nice very corny uh, keep on reading on and uh, I won't make Alex play the banjo. Sorry. Yeah. Can't do it. That's okay. <laughs> That's Megan's thing. I don't yeah. want to steal it. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 So how was your first podcast? Um, Fantastic. My palms are sopping wet. (laughs) (laughs) I am so nervous. (laughs) Special shout out to Howie for not even coughing once this whole entire Yeah, right? It's so quiet. Uh, Such a quiet little boy. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't cough. He hacked up a lung like five times. And now he's passed out. I can't believe how many lungs he has. Yeah. It's impressive. And there's still another. Somehow there's always another. Are you so excited to come back and do this two more times tomorrow? I want to live here. <laughs> in this spot. In this with spot. With this mic in front of me. <laughs> and I will never stop talking. Yeah.